Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Extra Reaver. Reaver, 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 Reaver. <laughs> Today we are uh, in hysterics for some reason. We did that perfect. Nice. Well, today we're going to be talking a lot about gear. Last time we kind of talked about workflow. This time we're going to be switching to the things that we work with. So... We kind of sort of mentioned uh, our software last time. Like, I know Jacob said he used Reason and uh, FL, and I use Studio One a lot, and also Reason. But hey. we're going to be talking with a lot of our tools of the trade here. Hey, we're uh, not really talking with them, but talking about them. Hey, Austin. Yeah? You didn't say our names. Why yeah. do people don't know Thank us? Thank you. Yeah, they don't know us. How do they... Well, then, please... Please, uh, let's get to know I'm you, I'm going first. We? I'm going first. My name's Coker. Hi, I'm Jacob, and I'm an alco- <clears throat> Oh, sorry. Wrong, 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 wrong thing. So now that you know us all, I'm Austin, by the way. I'm Lucid Domino. It's time to talk about the gear that we use. So let's start with uh, Lucid Domino, a.k.a. Jacob. Tell us all your gear. All, all of it? Like, every single piece of gear that I own? Everything you've ever- used for music well i mean i should mention that i started making music with nothing more than a not so good computer with reason nine and a blue yeti and those those were the good old days i'd say <clears throat> but since then you know you what's up you mean reason five I thought you said it was five. Well, I mean, I started with Reason 5, but I mean, like, actually, like, working on, like, dreaming from scratch, like, genuinely. Technically, uh, I, I, I 100% started with FL Studio 11. Like, that was the very first DAW I ever really touched. But then I got Reason 5, and then I was like, oh, I should, I like Reason, so I got Reason 9. But anyway, so I made most of Dreaming from scratch from uh, Reason 9, Reason 10, uh, with the Blue Yeti. And then, uh... You know, when I started working on late night apartment lights, you know, things started to change. You know, I had a blue bluebird. Uh, I had more pop filters, and then I I also upgraded headphones. You know, now I use a Sennheiser uh, T, uh, HD280 Pros. Uh, I also got an AKG uh, AKG K240s. Uh, I don't really use those anymore. I only use it to reference mixes at this point. Uh, it, it's an open backed headphone, and if you need those, you know, that are good for that. I don't know. I just it was too open for me, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So I, I mainly just use 280 Pros. Anyways, I have my uh, nowadays. <laughs> now that I'm an adult with adult money, I actually have all kinds of gear. You know, I have a Blue Bluebird. I have a Audio Technica AT2020. I just got a Shure SM57. I got my Rode Video Mic Pro Plus, although I only really use that for YouTube videos. Uh, I just recently got a, like, the other week, uh, after we recorded the last ex episode of Extra Reaver, Reaver, I got a Zoom H5, mainly gonna use it for samples, I think, but honestly, it can really, I've already used it for a bunch of different things, you know, it can be utilized in a lot of different ways, I could even use it as an audio interface, which is pretty freaking cool, uh, and now I have a MacBook Pro, uh, 2017, I got that in August of last year, uh, so I, you know, I have all that I really need. Also, you know, I, I think I mentioned this in the last episode. I also got like Logic Pro now, uh, so I'm just learning how to use that. 
but I mean, yeah, all three of us use logic now. Here, here's the thing about the modern world and society. We live in a world. We live in a society. Uh, everything is really done in the box for me. So the the only equipment I'm using most of the time is just my computer and my Novation uh, Launch Key Mini, uh, the 25 key. And uh, yeah, I'm just sitting there where pounding away at the keys and then when it's time to demo i use my at2020 and when it's like yo vocal time that i bust out to bluebird uh since the last episode was recorded uh i had a christmas song released called christmas wish that featured uh Linz or Lindsay. i'm not sure how it's pronounced and michael drake and the reason i mentioned that <clears throat> was because that was all done in reason and a bluebird <laughs> that you know nothing crazy going on there you know you don't really need much gear anymore that's the cool thing about music you don't really need much you don't need you know you don't need a mixer you don't need like crazy equipment you, you know you just need your computer and a microphone that's all you need so it's pretty cool did i answer your question you haven't you have another midi keyboard too. i do have another midi no, keyboard right? i have my Lisa's q49 uh I could really list off all my gear if you want, but uh, here's the thing. Uh, I think this could be a topic too, is that we all are we're all in the process of starting our own equipboards.com. Cool. Yes, com. We, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll later. get to that later. But yeah, uh, yeah so uh, you can check out all my gear there. Uh, well, most we said of we're going to get yeah, to like, that later. I was, oh, I was thinking like, tell us. Tell us what all the gear is, and tell us what you use it for, which you kind of have done, but uh, also including instruments. Yeah. Instruments. Lately, Gotta flex you know, them. I'm getting more into guitars. Uh, I really want to get some more guitar on this next record we have coming. So I, I upgraded from my Jasmine S35 to a Yamaha FGX 800C. Uh, it's about a $300 uh, semi-electric uh, acoustic guitar. Freaking love it. Uh, well, there, there's no such thing as a semi. Well, you're thinking yeah. of like acoustic electric. Oh, of a pardon semi-acoustic. me. Yeah, I just I what I mean by semi-electric is just that it has the, it has pickups and it has the capability of uh, recording. You know, like line in. Yeah, I mean, also has an onboard tuner. I'm not a professional. Just okay? I'm not. I'm no. I'm no Coker Easler. I'm. I'm no Coker. It's not Easler. Why do you slur the? Z? It's not as. There's no Z in there. It's Easler. He's from the big. He's from the big Easler. Aisler. Aisler. If you went Asler. If you went where that name comes from, they probably Asler. Coker Asler. Coker Asler. Is Coker Asler? Google search. Ooh, Urban Dictionary. You guys want to read this? I've already read it. Oh, it's nothing good. Never mind. All right, let's um. Are you done, Jacob? Or what was I saying? going you're talking about instruments about your acoustic go on to your electric anyways well i want to keep mentioning the uh, acoustic i haven't really used it for a mix yet but what's really cool and uh technique we're gonna be using for it and this was also suggested by austin uh when i finally do start recording guitar for this next record or i have like other projects i have going on i'm gonna be recording with the line in input uh that the as you know as i said has that the guitar has has a line in but I'm also going to record with my AT2020 mic at the same time, around the 12th fret probably. And that way, we can double it without having to record it twice. It's, it, it sounds awesome. We've already tested it. So I'm, I'm pretty freaking excited to see what I can do with it. You know, I'm really getting into acoustic guitar. Well, I've always have been. 
I really just, oh man, it's just, I'm really getting into guitar. I want to do more guitar for my recordings. Uh, speaking of guitars, I also have an electric and a bass. Now, I don't know the name of my bass, but hope, maybe by the time this is up, and actually we'll talk about that later because it's involving uh, a quickboard. I also have a Squire uh, Stratocaster. It's something special. It's just a standard, uh, you know, Strat. I mean, it looks pretty freaking cool. Uh, if you want to see exactly what it looks like, it's on my Instagram, I, th- I believe. And, you know, I post about it from time to time. Uh, you know, that's also, I want to record with that. <clears throat> I'll probably start recording that in Logic, because Reason doesn't have very many cool things you can do with guitar, as in regards like amps and cabs and stuff, whatever you want to call them. So uh, I could either plug in my interface to my MacBook and record that way, or I, I can use the Zoom for that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That Zoom is yeah. showing how nifty it is. Oh, uh, you guys should really check out the Zoom. Actually, uh, I I just want to rave about it. You know, for a while I've been wanting. How much was it? How much? So the Zoom, I believe, is about two seventy on Amazon. Uh, let me double check that, or I'll put it in. Actually, no, I'm not gonna put it in a post. I'm already on Amazon. Zoom H five. The Zoom H5 is $280. I did get mine for about 200 bucks because I bought it used from eBay, but it was like practically new. It looks great too. Uh, but it's a really cool device. Uh, I recommend watching videos on it, but I'm just going to explain a little, you know, a little synopsis. So it's just a, you know, it's just a portable, you know, recorder. It, you know, it could do track recordings and stuff with it. It has, it has a capsule on top. I'll probably hopefully post a picture. You can look it up. Uh, that, that's interchangeable. There's a couple, uh, capsules that Zoom sells. There's, like, a shotgun mic one. I forget what the other one is. And then there's another one that just gives you two more mic inputs so you could connect four mics instead of two mics. That's pretty cool. Uh, also, on the bottom of the Zoom, it has two, uh, inputs. It could either, it could either take two XLR ports or it could take two, uh, uh, what should I call it? Uh, quarter-inch ports for, like, guitar. You can record guitar on the freaking thing. And then on the actual device itself, obviously you have your volume knobs, which is protected by a metal bar, so you can't really break them off very easily. Uh, you have the buttons for each input, so you can turn it on and off on the fly. You obviously, you have the big old record button, which is, you know, convenient, and a couple other options. But what's cool about it too is not only can you record, you know, just about anywhere. It runs on AA batteries. Uh, it runs on. SD cards. Uh, I think it. I think the Zoom H5 only goes up to 32 gigabytes, but even 8 gigabytes, which what I have, it can record for a while. Honestly, and it can do everything. You do like you know wave recordings, like 96,000, you know all that good stuff. It, you know it can do all of that. Uh, but what's cool is I can do. Anything. Not only can you plug the interface into your uh, or the Zoom into your computer and use the mic as just like a regular you know mic computer, not mic computer. You know, a mic, you know, they record on Audacity, record your Minecraft videos, but you can also use it as an audio interface. So instead of buying a Focusrite, which all it does is just the interface, you can also just you can plug in two mic inputs into it, and boom, it's an audio interface. You can take the capsule off and just use it as one. You can use it as a portable interface, so if you want to go record with your MacBook down by the stream and do some field recording, uh, you can get your shotgun mic. You only need to zoom. It's really light and really, you know, you know, you can carry it, and then you do that. It's just cool. It's just cool. I don't know what else to say about it. It's freaking cool. I want to use it to record samples mainly, but I'm probably gonna do it all. I'm probably gonna do all kinds of stuff with it. Do you have any like guitar amps or anything? I do not have a guitar amp. Uh, good question. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I want to get a guitar amp. 
I've been looking at some amps. Uh, I might go to, there's a local pawn shop I go to, I love it. I don't know the name off the top of my head, but I bought both my bass and my electric guitar from there. I've been going in there since I was in 7th grade, so like 2012, 2013. Uh, I just like to go, you know, back then I just like to go in there and just kind of look around, see what they had. But, you know, I bought a few things from there. I bought a pop filter, you know, two guitars, and, you know, I love them. They're both great guitars for great prices. They're like 75 bucks. Uh, so... <clears throat> Again, I don't really have an amp. I've been eyeing down those orange amps. I don't know how good they are, but it seems like orange amps are popular. awesome. Yeah, orange I heard they're awesome. awesome, and they're amazing. They seem like, affordable too. Like they don't. Oh seem, yeah, like, they're ridiculous. they're like the micro terror ones that are like tube. Those are great tube amps for the price that they are. I'm definitely those and Bugueras are pretty good too, and Marshall. I'm definitely gonna check them out. And Fender, of yeah, course. I, I've been I've been meaning to get an amp. I've been I just been using Logic as my amp because. That is too. It's, that is good too. I use that a lot. I use yeah. Logic's pretty cool. Cause you have like a ridiculous amount of like even even Garage Band has a lot. Uh, did I say Garage Band? Yeah. Yeah, Garage yeah. Band. Uh, so you know it's cool because not only is there like all kinds of different amps and effects you can add, you can even go as far as affecting like which type of mic, you know, obviously digital mic is recording the amp. You can move the. You can actually affect the placement so you can put it anywhere on the amp and it changes how you know it's recorded and picked up it's freaking cool i've i've only messed around with it a little bit but it's something there's, I, there's actually I some want to keep checking out there's some that really are cool. uh, there's some that are hidden actually like if you click on like when you're just going through the presets that they have on the little sidebar in the library that's one set of them which is already a lot but if you click on the actual name of the amp and like the info section for the track there's like a whole series of other ones that like are supposed to mimic like genres you know so there's like a whole different hmm. i i like how in depth it is i like how they thought yeah. that through like people give apple hey. even though the products are I, I know i'm a sheep now are pretty freaking quality uh for yeah. price but like logic pro it's crazy it, it sometimes it blows my mind that, that was made by apple like go figure apple would make their own daw and it's like it stands up. Apple like every other wasn't even supposed to. They, Apple actually wasn't even supposed to be able to get in the music industry because they had like a whole thing in the '80s where the Beatles company, Apple Records, sued them, and they had an agreement at that point that Apple couldn't, Apple computers couldn't make any sort of music product and couldn't get in the music industry. And then it literally Apple just broke that contract every <laughs> single time, and they went back to court until now. It's to the point where literally Apple computers owns Apple Records now. Like, but does it count for That's making a doll though? Because like, yeah, oh, oh, we're not making it, it, music or anything, but we're, make, we're giving you the tools. The giving you the tools. In the original contract, it did, but then in the '90s they changed it so that it was like, oh, they could use it for like software and stuff like that. They just couldn't produce physical music. But then they made Apple Loops. Yeah, Apple Loops is a thing. Yeah. And, uh, the funny thing is, though, Apple didn't actually build that. Uh, build the software for Logic up. It was called eMagic or something like that, and then Apple just bought it and updated it and um, made it magic. Still, though, <laughs> I, I still think it's pretty cool. So that's Jacob's gear tour. Even though I can't stand Logic like yet, I'm still like trying to learn it. Like I rage quit from it, but I'll get back into it. <laughs> I'll explain later. All right. So who should I go now? Yeah, you should go now. All Tell right. us all your gear and what you use so, it for. 
so I have a pretty good selection of gear for the stuff that I make. Um, so I'll go through the guitars first off. I have a my first guitar, which was a Epiphone G four hundred Pro, left handed, obviously. Which is a uh, it's an Epiphone. It's an Epiphone's version of a Gibson SG, obviously, but because it's the Pro version, you can single, you can do coil splitting, which makes it sound like a single coil guitar, sort of like a Stratocaster. And yeah, it's just been my baby. You know, I love that guitar. I've had it for years, and it, I, it's still like the guitar I go back to whenever I want to record a guitar track, um, even though it's very beat up. <laughs> hey man, um, sometimes the basic guitars that you know are the best for recording. Uh. So continuing on, I have a F- Squire Stratocaster, uh, which was, it's right-handed. It was gifted to me by my uncle, so it's just restringed, you know. Uh, it's right-handed, obviously. Like Hendrix. Yep, and then uh, I have a, and it's great, too, the Strat. It's great. I love using it for more sing- for more Strat, because, you know, any guitar can be a single coil, and any guitar can be a single coil guitar, but not every guitar is going to sound like a Strat, just because it's single coil. Um, so then I have a Hoffner Ignition Violin Bass, which is the sort of lower-end Hoffner bass that people like Paul McCartney have used, you know, except it's the lower-end version. And it's also a left-handed one, which is, you know, good for me. Uh, then I have a recent acquisition. I have a recent purchase of a Chinese Rickenbacker 4003 clone. Which I do plan on modifying it to give it actual Rickenbacker hardware because they do sell it. Uh, Yo, play it for us. Play it for us. I have to go up and get it, though. It's not with me right now. Go and get it, then. Let's hear it. I don't have an amp to plug it into. Nah, just play it right up next to the mic. All right, let me get it. That was a ruse. We actually have plans to kill Coker off camera. I'm I'm back. I got it. All right, so here I'll play it for you. Uh Yeah. It's a bit weird cuz this unlike an actual Rickenbacker where the Rickenbacker has the same pickups for both of them just in different positions. This one the they have a one in the the Neck pickup is supposed to mimic a... It's supposed to look like a Rickenbacker one, but it's not. It's a humbucker. It's a mini humbucker. And I like it, actually. It sounds really nice. Um, and then the bridge pickup is a f- sort of like a Ernie Ball Stingray-style single coil. So it's a real stingy, sort of very up-in-your-face style single coil. So it doesn't sound like a Rickenbacker at all, but it's it still sounds good. You know, and um, the reason I want to modify it and put in Rickenbacker hardware is because I can. Uh, the spaces and everything are good for it. It even has the two line inputs like a Rickenbacker should have. So I could do all that stuff hmm. with it. But um, yeah, so c- continuing on after that, I have also one of one of my favorite guitars I've ever owned. Like it's right up there with the SG. It's a um, it's a Silvertone 606 from then about 1959 and i didn't That's pay a lot parlor for it. acoustic right yeah it's um it, it's a great for finger finger style finger it works great for finger style acoustic for folk music i used it and i used that 
and another acoustic on my on the white of their eyes. And it's just it's a great guitar for folky sort of finger style acoustic stuff. Uh, really now, because usually they say like when you're uh, finger picking that the bigger guitars are better. Uh, well, sometimes, but for me, the sound I wanted to go for the parlor acoustic was better. And a lot of right. early seventies folk artists would use more parlor size guitars, like Nick Drake. He would use one that was a smaller size. Um, then I have my first acoustic, which is an Epiphone acoustic. I don't know what model it is, sadly, but um, I got that for my birthday two years ago, maybe. Uh, and it's it's really nice too. It worked. I used th that one also for the Why Their Eyes. It's a very nice sounding one. But yeah, that's just those are my guitars. So continuing on, I'll go to my keyboards. I have three, just three. I have a yeah. I I have the biggest one, which is my favorite one because it's the one I used for so long. I've had it for about four years. It's a Yamaha DGX four fifty. I think it is. It's one of their DGX lines. It's one of the higher end ones of the DGX line, and it's really great. Great MIDI controls. I use it for everything related to MIDI keyboards. So yeah, it's just sort of I've had it for the longest time, and I doubt I would ever change unless it really broke at some point. Uh, then I have my second keyboard, which is my second favorite, my Casio Tone 202 from 1982. I know, a lot of twos, but... Uh, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of like a little... It's a little synth. It's a synthesizer, technically, but it plays them, but it doesn't let you modify it. It only has presets that it can switch between. And so it's, it's a digital synth? Yeah. Well, technically, it's a digital synth, yeah. But um, If it's from 1982, then it doesn't have MIDI, does it? No. It just has... Yeah, so I couldn't really use it as a MIDI controller. I've used it on some recordings, but... You, it's not I was very about audible. to ask, have you used it on any songs? I've used it on a good many, except you just can't hear <coughs> them. You can't hear it because it's more of a background piece than an actual up-in-your-front type sound. And I've actually sampled it, too, so I have a sound font of just all the sounds from it, so I could just use that instead ah, of the actual keyboard. That's really convenient. Uh, then I have my, other, my final keyboard. It's a Yamaha Reface CS, and it's a... It bait, or I think it's a CS. I'm not looking at it right now. It, uh, yeah, it's a CS. It, it mimics the CS80. Uh, and it's an analog synth. It's a little tiny little analog synth. Only about like an octave or two of keys. And the keys are very small. Uh, but yeah, it's great. I've used it for somewhat. You know, because it makes some really good synth tones. And it also acts as a MIDI controller. So if I'm out on the road, mm. if I'm out on some vacation, I use it as a MIDI controller, you know. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so now I'll, I'll go into, um, I'll just blast this off real quick because I only have two of them. I'll go through my guitar pedals. I have a Rat Distortion pedal and a Tysco Fuzz pedal. There you go. Those are the two. Um, uh, what is it? So now I'll go to my amps. I have a crate. I don't know the model exactly. It's a crate amp that my sister owned, and then I got it. And I used it somewhat, but not really. Uh, I have a first act M2A110. I can only read. First act. I'm only reading that off because it's right next to me. I've used it like maybe once. I don't even remember when I used it. Uh, 
I have a Fender Champion 100. That is got to be one of my favorite amps. It's a Fender amp, and you can switch it. It's it's a it's a tra- it's it's not a it's not a tube amp. It's a I can't remember the name transistor amp or something. I don't remember. Uh, it, yeah, I think that's it. It'll you can switch between tones though, so you can go from having a tweed tone like a Fender, you know, bassman, or not Fender, you know, just a tweed, you know. You can go Jasmine. from having the Fender. Or yeah, j- good Jasmine sound. You go from that to having a Fender Twin Reverb or Fender Deluxe, to some of the British models. You know, you can switch between them. You know, it's fun, and I've used that for some recordings. Uh, this is a pretty cheap amp, by the way. It's yeah. like talk. We're talking two hundred to five hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, and then I have the newest amp that I have acquired. One of my favorites. It's a Harmony. Uh, dang it, I'd have to look it up because I can't remember what model it is. It's even though it's literally right next to me. It's a Harmony. Uh, I'll have to pull it up. It is a. Shoot. Wait a minute. It's 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 a because Harmony recently came back, and so I bought it. It's a Harmony eight four eighteen, which is supposed to look like a. It's supposed to be like an amp that they made, also called the 8418, back in the 40s and 50s. So it's a very small tube amp, and if it gets loud enough, it can definitely get some good overdrive tones out of it. Ooh, cool. And, uh, so, have you used that on any songs? Yes, I actually have. Not None, that are, none that are out, but uh, I have uh-huh. already recorded with it. Gotcha. Yeah, Jacob's heard the song that I've used it on, though. I've heard all your songs. It's the one that you guys were joking about said it sounded like something you'd hear in a kid's movie of someone being late. Like a baseball? Yeah, Yeah, I I remember that. That that. was the song that I used that amp on. Um, But, um... uh, Shoot. So now I'll I'll go to the equipment that I actually use, like the audio interface and stuff. I have a Golden Age R1 Mark II, which is a ribbon microphone. It's actually what I'm using right now to, to record this because it's the only one I have on a stand. Uh, then I have a mic that I used for a long time, which is a Behringer C1. That's a nice little condenser mic that I use. I still sometimes use it for vocals. Uh, it just depends on how I feel like it should sound. Uh, and then I have... The interface I used to use was a Behringer interface it was a euphoria one of the i think it was like the lowest end of the euphoria and then um and then my the one i use now is a behringer x1832 usb version and that's actually what is my mic's going through right now so and i I got that earlier this year uh oh i forgot to mention i actually have two guitars i forgot to mention which are a dillion Red Special clone that's left-handed. Uh, you know, like Brian May's guitar. It's a clone of his. I got it for cheap, you know. And Sweet. It's, it doesn't sound... It doesn't feel the best, but it can get the tones out if I really need it. Uh, and then I have my first ever guitar, which is a Dean Mahogany P-Bass clone. Huh. And I think that's... Uh, uh, everything, yeah. That's about everything, you know. And I use Logic Pro. <laughs> That's on your for Logic MacBook. Pro. 
<laughs> yeah, my MacBook. I use Logic Pro on my Windows 95 computer. I have my Windows 98 computer right here, man. Joking. I use... No, you're joking. I use... Good. I use Pro Tools HD on my Windows 3.0 PC. I just drew my first MIDI note. It took me three days. <laughs> <laughs> it took me three days. That's just Pro Tools. Okay. That's not the computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh All right. God. Well, then, I guess it's my turn. All right, so I'll start with microphones. I have five different microphones. The one I'm using right now is a Sennheiser E835 Dynamic. It's kind of like a 57, but a bit more full-toned, so a bit more bright and a bit more rich and resonant in the bass. I have two Behringer mics. I have the C1, like Coker mentioned, and I also have a matched pair of C2s, which are small diaphragm condensers. I have sometimes used those for field recording. And then I have a Blue Yeti Pro that I keep around because it also can do some field recording. And then I have my pride and joy of my mic locker, the microphone that is worth more than all my other microphones combined, the Mojave MA200 that I mentioned last time, which is a tube microphone. I have the tube power supply right here. I run it all into my two interfaces. Over on my laptop side, I have my Scarlett 2i2 third generation. And here on this iMac that I'm using, I've got my Thunderbolt, my RA Thunderbolt T4 interface. It has four inputs and it has lightning fast connectivity. Barely any latency That's from that. That's it's called the lightning. I am speed. I am speed. I am speed. I have a few different small MIDI controllers. Honestly, I'm so used at this point to just drawing in the notes with the mouse. That's what I started doing it on. Uh, it was probably a few years into my music production journey before I realized that you can pull up a window, a certain window, which would allow you to play notes with your uh, with your keyboard. On what? What again? On anything. But. Yeah. Uh, reason and I had I was using GarageBand at that point, not Logic. For example, those two programs. So I haven't ever Why really put an emphasis on MIDI controllers. Actually, I have four. One of them isn't here. So did you just like not really care about it sounding like natural? You know. Well, I would always come back and randomize it later. Okay. I still yeah, do that to be honest. Right. A lot of times. Okay, cause that that's what I was. Because that's the thing is when you're progr just programming. Yeah, just talking in, about velocity. It starts to sort. It starts to sort of sound like when you just download a MIDI. You know what I mean? Like when you download a MIDI offline and play it, and it doesn't sound real because the person is just sitting there programming the notes on whatever the computer they used back in the nineties. <laughs> not, not always back in the nineties, but I I know what you mean. A lot of them. I know what you mean about it not having any expression. My MIDI controllers, I have one that has a transport on it and eight faders and pan knobs as well. And I use that for quick monitoring. And sometimes when I'm recording, I will uh, just roll back over to the computer and monitor with that while I keep the keyboard over where I was recording. 
So it's actually pretty convenient. It was made by Korg, I think. Let me look. Yes, it's a Korg Nano Control. I have a drum pad that was also made by Korg, which is called the Nanopad Mark II, I think. Well, you know, little 16-pad drum pad maps perfectly to Reason. Um, sometimes, usually, maps perfectly to Studio One. I have a little uh, 32 or 30, 30-something key MIDI keyboard that I just bought. Actually, it's not even a MIDI keyboard. It's more like a USB keyboard because it doesn't even have a MIDI output, per se. But, like, it controls MIDI, so... And I bought that because it's really small. Like, the keys are really small. And I can take it anywhere if it's in my backpack perfectly. But it really works. It has everything I need. It has the uh, has a volume knob, um, modulation knob, pitch bend, sustain pedal input and uh, octave and transpose. That's all I need. Then I have another keyboard that is non-touch sensitive that I don't have with me now. And like I use that mainly for pounding out some demos. But I don't know. I mean, it could be used to create a full song. I just haven't really done that because the way I deal with MIDI is I'm so used to editing notes after putting them down that, like, a first performance is never good enough for me. I have to come back and clean it up with a mouse. Anyways, moving on. Koger, you didn't say what headphones you have. Oh, you're right. I use um, Audio-Technica, I think it's ATH. I, I don't remember. It's 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 the Audio-Technica headphones. Like, that, yeah. the ones that literally everybody thinks of when you hear Audio-Technica headphones. Yeah, yeah. They have, a, they have a really distinctive look. I see a lot of them. Uh, ATH M50X. Ah, oh, the M50s, okay. I see a lot of M40s, see a lot of M50s. Very nice. I use the M50s. I have a pair of... I have a pair of headphones. I have two, actually. I have a pair called... They're... I think they're like a Radio Shack brand from the 70s called the um, Realistic 450s, I think they're called. It's just like a little brand of headphones, you know, from the 70s that I bought. You know, still use a quarter inch i think it's a i don't remember what it was called you know the guitar jack type thing uh hmm. and then i have a pair of cost pro 4aa headphones that are also like that i don't really ever use them because they both have a very how do i put they both have a very low high end you know yeah. they don't really get a lot of high end in them so i normally if i i only really use them when i'm listening like my record player or something but I have used them for recording huh. in the past, so. Yeah, those uh, those realistic headphones are like the ones that people wear when they're um, when they're edging their lawn. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> you didn't mention your Sure Fifty One either. Do you still have that? The Sure Fifty One microphone. Did I, I don't. Did I didn't. What? Oh, I'm sorry. The Sure Fifty Five. I don't think I've ever... Oh! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, I have um, a microphone from the 50s called the Shure 55. I love the look I of normally that mic use it. I want to add. I, 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 and it's a great looking mic. Yo, send and a picture of it to ah. the chat. Let's put it on screen. Uh, I don't have a... I usually, if I, I was going to use on. it, I would use it. I mean, it's a stock image, but I got gotcha. you. No, okay. I got it. I got That's it. That's fine. 
or not? I use it for um, it's not Sure Fifty Five. It's a Sure Fifty Eight, I think, or Sure Fifty Eight. It's or it's not Fifty Five. It's like a Fifty Four. I thought it was either Fifty One sh- or Fifty Five. It's here. Wait a minute. I'll just get it. I'll just get it. It's right next to me. Epic. Well, while he's getting that, I'll go on. I have four sets of headphones. One of them isn't worth mentioning. The others are some PreSonus HD7s. And then I have a pair of HD280 Pros like Jacob. And then my uh, favorite headphones are the Biodynamic DT770s. I've been looking at getting some Sennheiser HD650s, though. Because if you look at the scores of different headphones, like on Sonarworks, those score like the highest out of like all of the headphones under $1,000. And they're not, e- they're like barely $500 too. So uh, actually, I don't think they're even that much. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I also have a set of Elisa speakers, which are not that great, but um, they're like not dedicated studio monitors. They're actually dedicated computer speakers, but they sound sort of like uh actual setup monitors sort of I remember when I plugged them in I felt like the sound I felt like I could um, envision the players playing more accurately than I could with my previous speakers which were just a set of overhyped Harmon Cardones not bad by any means but not accurate and like these you kind of felt the room get deeper when you listened to the music on these. So that was kind of cool. But now, I think something happened to them. They're kind of noisy. They make a lot of pops. Pops and clicks. You know, I just Okay, and I have a... Sorry. Few, uh, go on, go on. Oh, I was just going to say real quick, uh, speaking about my uh, uh, 280 Pros, I just remembered I also got these at the pawn shop. And the, uh, I don't know if you remember, but the headrest on the top was, like, all ripped up. And, like, it was always, like, peeling. And I always had, like, pieces of, like, plastic leather all over my room. I forget what, I don't know what the material was. So I was actually able to go on Amazon and order a new headband piece. Or not not the whole, like, headband, but the rubber piece. And then replace it. So my headphones actually look kind of new. But I do want to mention real quick that I cannot stand the telephone wire. It's, like, mine's is kind of messed up. I have, like, kinks in it. And, like, it's always, like, getting, like, looped, like, uh, tangled up. And it's so annoying, like, fixing, because it's hard to find the source of it. But they're good headphones, aside from the stupid wire. <laughs> they're great headphones. And they're, like, a hundred, I think they're only, like, hundred dollar headphones, too, so. Do check them out if you're looking for headphones. Hmm. Alright, so, what you guys are hearing right now is the Shure 51 so, oh, this dude went ahead and plugged it in. It's It's been plugged in. I didn't realize it, but it's already plugged in. Uh, it's a Shure 51, and as you can hear, it's not the best for vocals. Well, it's fine for talking, but it's not the best for, like, singing, you know. So what do, for, like, what do you use it for? Guitar like, amps. Commentaries? I use it for oh, guitar okay. amps. Cause it, it, it really, it, I'm, I'm going to assume it's a dynamic mic, right? It Yeah, it's a dynamic mic. Yeah, you can do a lot with dynamic. Yeah, except dynamic. for vocals. I can't do vocals. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, if you want to make vintage vocals, you know, make some Oh, yeah, vintage vocals. Of... I've used this before for, like, I will record this and then put uh, some amps over it and make it sound like it's coming through a radio. 
Yeah, I've done that for dude. Some stuff. Speaking of that, there's a but, mic uh, I yeah. really want, and Austin knows. It's a mic Owl City uses quite a bit. It's called a Shure F20 DX. It's also known as a, a Shure Green Bullet Dynamic Microphone. Yeah. Uh, it's technically a harmonica microphone, but they sound great because they uh they I bas- basically has a high pass oh, and a low I pass. Think I, I think I know what so you're talking. So it's in the mid. So it it gives Wait, you a radio it effect. It's what's called, it called a Shure F20 DX, also known as a Green Bullet. Let me look that up. F20 DX, are you sure? Yeah. You, you're sure about that? Because I looked it up. I can't find nothing. 520 DX, is that what you looked up? You said F20. SAF, I'm so sorry. 520. Oh, yeah, I've seen these before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to post a picture too on the chat. I really want, I think that's going to be my next mic. I'm going to get it before I do. Uh, I finally yeah, start here, doing I'll the vocals photo, for this next record I'm working on. I'll put a photo of the 51 in chat so that you guys can use that for the picture. Yo, I w- send a picture with, with, uh, just send a picture with you holding it. What? Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Everybody likes to see you. Look, I there. Oh, okay. That looks completely different from the one Jacob sent. Yeah, I thought it was a different. I guess it is. Yeah, because it's not. It, well, yeah. I, I looked up what Austin told me. That's why. It's the fifty-one. Uh, what is it? Um, I got really lucky with that microphone, actually. So my dad, he is, he's an auctioneer. He does auctions and stuff. And he, um, he, we went up to, we went, up, we went up to another state to go to this guy's truck shop. That because the guy who owned it, he had passed away, and. We, my dad had to auction off the stuff that wasn't, the, the guy told him if there was nothing that was personal to them, that was what was going to get auctioned off. So it was just minor stuff, you know, that didn't really, you know, it was like other people's stuff that they gave to the business or whatever that they didn't use anymore. Just old stuff that wasn't really, it, you know, if it was something like the dad's like journal that he wrote and they weren't going to sell that. But if it was just some random crap in the store, they were going to sell it. And one of the things they had was the Shure 51 and a mic stand. And I was like, dad, uh, can you, uh, can, can, can I get that? Can I, can I nab that? And my dad was like, okay. <laughs> and I just, he bought it for me and I took it home. The mic stand, though, I'm gonna ha- probably have to throw that thing out or do something to it. Cause it's all rusty. Cause it, when I got it, it was covered in oil. Like your hands would turn black and the mic too. It was, they were both like oily so if you grabbed it your That's hand rody. would just be covered in black oil i wonder and what it I, was and so i never it's oil you know and i never tried to and so oh. i never I tried to clean the mic stand off i cleaned the microphone off obviously but the mic stand wasn't ever cleaned and so now it's very rusty so if i'm gonna clean it why didn't you I, just clean it i'd have to because i you know i don't know <laughs> get like a lysol wipe and wipe it off yeah i know i need to if I'm going to clean, I also need to put some stuff to get rid of that rust because need to scrape off the rust on it. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, the mic sounds great for stuff that's not vocals <laughs> or when I'm not trying to do vocals, you know, the ribbon mic on the other hand, this ribbon mic, I love this ribbon mic. Holy cow. Like Austin tells me I Wait. should still, Austin tells me I should still use the condenser mic, but oh my gosh, man, I love the sound of vocals that on this mic. Austin, he just don't know nothing, does he? Yeah, Austin's a fool. Austin's, Austin's dumb. Stupid. Who's Austin? Bro, who names him? Who, who is Austin, bro? Like, Windows who 2000, Windows 98 Austin? was so much better. <laughs> wow. Well, 
Anyways, I also have a Bose speaker that I just put on the ground. I'll use that for monitoring when I'm just producing for some reason. It's just, there's no point to it really because the bass is overhyped and all that, but it's kind of fun just to, you know, just see how. I use, um, oh, what is it? I go to, I use my brother's car. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good to have references. That's for sure. I go into his truck and I just sit there and I'll play him. I've I've literally mixed some of my tracks in his truck. <laughs> and I've been wanting to start mixing in my car. Just start taking my MacBook to my car and like plug oh, it in. Oh, bro, it's awesome because you get to sit there and you. Are get you to allowed just, to like, do that, Austin? Is that a thing? Uh, I mean, no, I mean not completely. You're but not, like, not allowed mixes to do close, it. I don't know because like. How I usually do it is I just mix with my headphones till it sounds good, and then I just reference. And if yeah. I listen to I my remember car, in a live stream but sometimes you told it's convenient me... because like it, I don't know. <laughs> I remember in a live stream you told me one time that you would bliss do the mix, and then you'd listen to how it sounded coming out of your phone speakers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's it's kind of different these days because phone speakers aren't mono anymore. Like yeah. back when I like the Note Five and stuff, it's like you're listening in a in a listening to the audio mono, which was good. Uh, but now since all phone speakers are you know starting to be stereo, I've got to start listening on like a two different phone point- speakers just in that case. That is a completely pointless thing, by the way. I will. I I don't. Oh my gosh! I don't know why they did that. You have these little. I, I like teeny, it. I like it. It makes one the audio's teeny- louder now. And it sounds yeah. better. It makes complete sense. I don't know how you don't like it. They literally sacrificed the audio jack just to get stereo audio, even though literally nobody in nobody. No, they who, sacrificed yeah, I mean, the audio jacks. Worth... They want you to buy uh, wireless earbuds. You notice yeah. how all the phone manufacturers have their own earbuds yeah, now. I mean, Microsoft's coming out with one. A... Apple has some. Samsung has some. Uh, if Apple, yeah, but if they didn't make the phone had the two stereo speakers, they wouldn't have a good reason for you. No, that's not true. They the they wanted headphones. you to buy the earbuds, Coker. That's yeah, why they, they did it. There, if they sat there and were just like, oh, hey, they kept the audio jack and they're just like, hey, we need, we want you to buy those wireless earbuds. Yeah, there'd still be people buying it, but they wouldn't have nearly as much as a reason to. Is if oh well, hey, if I don't get these earbuds, I'm gonna have to either get one of these weird adapters or I'm gonna have to just charge my phone when I'm not listening to music, which I do not like to do. Like, it's just a pointless thing to speak. Yeah, obviously, yeah, it makes it louder. But overall, like, who in their right mind, unless they're, like, really just bored and want to listen to some music, is actually going to seriously intently listen to music out of their phone speakers and pay attention to be like, oh, well, wait a minute, this isn't stereo. I don't like this. <laughs> like, I don't think that's why at all, Coker. I think you just proved Jacob's point. But anyways, uh, moving on. I'm not done yet. I still have to talk about my instruments. So, I have a few guitars here with me. I have my Alvarez Acoustic, which I have no idea what the model is. Just, it's an Alvarez Acoustic Electric. Is it your, is it your 1969? Oh no, that's not Acoustic Electric if I had that. If I had that, I don't think I'd have anything else. If you had that, you'd be like done with life because that's like the only thing in life you want. (laughs) It's certainly one of the greatest things that I desire to possess. It would certainly bring me uh, joy, a uh, great sense of um, accomplishment. M- yeah, I guess accomplishment, because like it's certainly accomplish an accomplishment to track one down. They don't even have records that go back beyond 1971. I called them. He yeah, has no idea where to find any. Like the guy that ran the records place. 
for Alvarez in St. Louis. He has have no you, idea where um, to find any because their records only go back to 1971. Have you ever like tried try calling it. again and like just just in case to see if someone else knows something differently? Because if you only called once, you never know like what like the answer can change. Did you ever try um, checking like foreign websites like Joss? Let's talk Joss. about that later. Okay. Um, we're almost to an hour. We are. Well, anyways, uh, I have my Oster Schmidt OE30, which is Oster Schmidt's version of the ES339 or something. And, and I have my Carvin Bass, which <gasps> is another thing that I cannot remember the model name of, model number of, but it's a decent bass. It's kind of modeled to give you the same kind of tone as an acoustic electric bass, which is uh, very interesting when plugged in. It's it sounds like you just put bass strings on an acoustic electric, which I've heard a, a Breedlove acoustic electric bass before. This kind of sounds like that. It doesn't sound like an electric bass at all. I want to get me a P bass one of these days. Whenever I record DI, I always uh, record into my my radio JDI passive direct box, and then straight into my interface, and that's all my gear. Um. I've used my electric guitar on a few songs of Jacob's and oh yeah, on baby, because I suck at guitar. I've used my bass for doubling synth bass parts sometimes. Oh, when I yeah. went back, when I went on vacation for winter break this year, I actually got to go and play my uh, old Alvarez baritone as well, my ABT sixty, and that's what you hear on this beat that I released about a week ago called window panes which and i helped to listen to so the song's good i mean everyone me. did but yeah uh the song is good because of lucid domino guys okay hooray lucid domino made it good but what that's about oh. everything for that let's talk about what we're gonna do with all this gear and make it like uh archive. oh boy yay 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 so I haven't even started mine yet, but Jacob is very excited to tell you about the equip board. Equip board, equip board, equip board, equip board, equip board, Let's go. Tell us. Anyways, it's like a catalog for your gear that anyone can check out. So like all your favorite artists are going to be on there, right? You got Shawn Mendes, you got Owl City, you got... Skrillex, and he got them all. He got all the cool guys. He even got Dead Mouse. I think I haven't checked yet. But you know what? It's just it's just a website where Michael uh, Drake. Who? Michael Drake? He's not on here yet. No, no, Young Money Drake. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, you just make your own profile, and then you can just add in like the microphones I have, and the you know the you know any gear, any type of gear. That's regard that's regarded music production. I even have a little bit of gear on here. I think that's not even music related. Actually, that's not true. Well, the MacBooks on here, but to be fair, the MacBooks used for music. But anyways, uh, it's just cool to check out. You know, a lot of your favorite artists are probably on here, so you go on there and just see like what kind of gear they use. And the thing is, it's it's like Wikipedia where like anyone can submit things. But the thing is, there has to be proof, as in like an Instagram post or a Twitter post or a YouTube video. So like. Your favorite artist, for example, let's say it's, I don't know, you know, world famous secret. Let's say I look him up, right? And like, oh, he has a sure SM57. I don't think he does. But if he clicks that, uh, you could see like, oh, not only does he have it, but you can see like the link 
to the proof that he has that microphone, so on and so forth. So it's just a cool place to check out gear. Uh, there's there's a difference between just signing up and being a member and then actually being considered as an artist. I was able to tell the clipboard that I'm an actual like professional artist. So if you look up Jacob McDonald instead of Lucid Domino, you actually see like professional account. And like for example, if you go on Jacob McDonald and you click Blue Bluebird, just my microphone, you can go and see like which other artists use it. It shows 13 different artists. And uh, <laughs> it's just cool because, like, I'm on that list of artists. There's, like, big artists on there, like Shawn Mendes. And you scroll to the right a bit. And you see Jacob McDonald. <laughs> and then you can see the Instagram post as proof. And you see me, like, with my uh, freaking Samsung Gear watch taking a picture of my bluebird on its stand in my room. So it's freaking awesome. Um, but anyways, uh, it's a cool website. Uh, so if you want to check out what gear we have, want to see pictures, uh, anything like that, you know, we might add reviews at some point so you can review our, you know, the mic and everything. Uh, go check it out. We'll probably put in the link. I will put in the link in the, or no, not me, because it's not on my channel. Austin! Ha! Just, you, you, you get to do this now. We're going to put the links in the description and you can check it out there. Did that answer your question? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's also sorry if I clipped a lot. I, I don't. Th I think I clipped once or twice, but I didn't check, yeah, so I don't know. We're audio professionals here. We're audio professionals, people. Okay. I got. I got a clip board too that you can check out. It's uh, rather. You also it's it's you rather can, tasty. If you don't, if you check out my Lucid Domino, like my actual like member account, instead of my artist account, you can see a, a little more gear because I don't have to prove that I have the gear on here. You can also see like what gear we want. I just added the Sure Bullet because that's really the only gear that I want. But I just remember that's not true. I kind of want a micro Korg. Like I don't know what you guys think about the micro Korg, but I want a What's synthesizer. Oh, it's a, yeah. it's it's like a synthesizer. I don't own a synthesizer, but I want to own a synthesizer. I don't know what to start that's with. I don't know what to get. But I'm thinking about getting a micro. -Korg. Get a get a Yamaha Reface, man. There's a great one to start out with. But the micro Korg can let you do vocoding. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what the sure bullet would be good for too. Really? Yeah, I've seen. I'm pretty sure Alpha City's even done that. Like it's connect. I've seen people use a micro cord with a sure bullet. I think. Well, me, I probably want a mini Moog. Yeah, I like. I want to get the Behringer one though because they have I've a new played, one. Hold on. Because Behringer released. I want to get a, a lot of the Behringer since like yeah, the two main ones I want to get are the Behringer Wasp. And the Behringer Poly D, which is like a polyphonic <laughs> version yeah. of the model of the Mini Moog. Yeah. How much is a Mini Moog? I tell you what, I really, really want though. Well, it, Jake, oh, quick, Jake, Jacob, an actual Mini Moog is like a couple thousand, but like oh. the Behringer one's like maybe four hundred. <laughs> All right, guys, go in the comments and recommend us synthesizers that won't yeah. break the bank, because I, I really do want some type of synthesizer. Like at some point, I just don't know what. So I play I play with synths more than I do with guitar. As much as I like playing guitar, go with the uh, Behringer one, man. Behringer ones are cheap and sound <laughs> like the ones they're supposed to mimic. But, but I tell you what, I really want though. What? what I really want is a Rolly Seaboard. I want one of those, those things. Too, are cool. They are. And Rolly blocks are. Cool I've been thinking too. about checking one of those out too. Yeah. The one you want, it, the, which one do you want? Do you want the $1,000 one, like the 49 key? I mean, might as well get as many keys as you can. If you're going to if you're gonna splurge, get a ton of money, spend you, a ton you, of money on something. If you, 
if you get the seaboard block where it's only like a, I think two octaves there, um, it's only like, you know three hundred fifty bucks. But you can do a lot with it. And again, it's blocks, so you can like add more blocks to it. You can add, you know, you can do a lot with them, but they're expensive. Yeah. So, but they are cool. But they're not a synthesizer. They don't make their own sound, but they do come with their own software if you want to use it. Well, that's why I'd rather just have the um, the Seaboard. That's what I really want. Coker, what are your, what exactly do you have on your equip board? I have just about everything except for my amps and my um, red special. Oh, and my headphones and the Shure 51. Very nice, very nice. And the Casio Tone 202. I don't have a lot of my stuff on there. <laughs> Well, that will be linked in the description beginning mm-hmm. this episode. What is yeah. it? Um, shoot, what was I about to say? Uh, hmm? I wanted to ask you guys. Um, Hello. What? So, what? Um, shoot, what was I about to say? How do you all feel about the Grammys? That was what I was going to ask. I didn't keep up with it, so I have no idea. Like, same. I feel like it's more... I feel like it's never been about the music. It's always just been about the record sales. I agree. And it's like, I don't really like, pay attention... Best I don't new really pay at this point, attention to mainstream. Like, I don't best think anyone new, who... Yeah, like, best new artist at this point isn't even, like, an award for someone who they think is the best. It's just whoever sounds good and sells the most singles. You know what's kind of ironic about that, too? Mm. Is that the people who like actually listen to music or like are in like the music industry or just into music at all? They're usually not really that much into the mainstream stuff. Yeah, which is which kind of which, again, it's kind of ironic. And I think like I think it's funny because like literally the Grammys and Billboard, all of them, those new com- big companies like that, they don't look at music like how it actually should be looked at. They look at it just how like they're listed. Like for example, um, sorry, Billboard gave a list of their, uh, the the biggest rock songs of the decade. And none of them and were rock. Yeah, like, most, most like, of them were rock music. Pi- like Twenty One Pilots, <laughs> Imagine Dragons. That's not rock music. Uh, it's no. not rock at all. Like not saying they're not good music, but they're not rock music. Like it was- they literally. And then look, I gotta be real. Okay. <laughs> why would they like they sat there and are like a what is it um shoot like why would they oh my god why would they look at like the, you know why they listed them as rock right because they all are their genres all alternative because they're not because they're not rap that's the only reason yeah they're not rap. And they're not latin because yeah we live in a yeah. world where your music's either rock music or hip you know, hip hop slash rap music. Like all the pop music these days is either rap or Latin or both. Despacito. Yo, oh, copyright strike. We're not doing that. No. Stop. <laughs> no. But, you know, I hate how popular Despacito is because cause, because Gumna style is better. It is better. Gumna style was the original Gumna. Despacito. It is. It, it is really better. is. Hey. Oh boy! <laughs> not say you know, guys. 
let us we're not those guys who's like oh mainstream music sucks and like we're not that kind of guy like i like a lot of like popular music like, i'll listen to it obviously it's not my cup of tea you know the most popular song i listen to is fireflies that was popular like like more than 10 years ago yeah, and I'm uh, sure there but were people back then that we, we were like just we were just pointing out that's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous that some of these songs are considered rock songs. Yeah, because they were sit there. And then what is it? Lady Gaga, I think it was, goes out there and is like, "We need to make it so that people music is more diversified." And people sit there clowning on her and saying like, "Oh, well, you have Apple Music that has literally every artist known to mankind." I'm like, "No, I don't think that's that's not what she was getting at." Like, well, she wasn't getting it. People are like, dumb. Like, let's that, just like, be she honest. She went out there, and to be fair, she did word it badly, but she was like, we need to make it so that our kids and the people in the future and our generation now can have a place where they can listen to all types of music and not like, just well, famous two secret. genres. And like, yeah, and yeah, Lucid Dominoes and, and Coker and, and, and 0414s. And Sweet Tuesday. But what is Sweet it like? Tuesday. What is it? Like, but then people started clowning her being like, well, Apple Music and Spotify are already a thing. I'm like, that's not shit. What she was, that's not what she was getting at. She's trying to say that we need to have a world where the charts aren't just rap or Latin music or rock or, or not a rock 100%. alternative. It needs to be a diverse place where people are free to listen to anything they want and have it become popular. We yeah. And it's not, it is not just off. like for people listening to it's for like artists who are like trying to make it. It's like it's hard yeah. to make it when every popular song is either by Drake or freaking, uh, uh, you know, Twenty One Pilots. How are you gonna be popular if you're Lucid Domino but you're not Twenty One Pilots? You can't. Or Drake, yeah, like you don't have Drake in your song. Well, to be fair, Drake <laughs> will, that's what I'm gonna fair, do. I'm to be, just gonna to get Drake, Drake in a Lucid Drake Domino will, song. To be fair, Drake will feature in just about any song known to mankind. I'll, you, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna hit him up. I'm gonna be, honest, I'm gonna be breathe, in his DMs like, yo, wanna be in a song? Breathe, like Drake's in, if you breathe Drake is interested in featuring on your song think about it imagine a song with with Lucid Domino uh Linz and and Drake no just Jacob's just like I fly along the line and then all of a sudden you just hear Drake like hey yo bro what's up <laughs> and it gets number one along the line yo yeah 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 back from that's tomorrow, how it we'll is though that's how it is that's what happens that's the problem <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love how much I kill planes crash to the ground. Oh, hey, yo, man, planes yeah. are crashing to the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, dude, does that? DJ Khaled, that's who does that. Yo, <laughs> that's what he does. Paper planes crash to the ground. We do DJ Khaled. We the best music. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Oh well God. on that. Well note, done. Well done, guys. Well done. It is time to call it an episode. That is a shame. It is sad. I want to keep Until next about- time. Until next time, this is World Famous Secret, aka Austin. This is Coker Eastler, a.k.a. Sweet Tuesday. This is Jacob, a.k.a. Lucid Domino. Be sure to check out my new song, uh, Christmas Wish, and to check out uh, World Famous' secret new song, Window Pains. And Coker's Coker new and- song. Okay, he doesn't have a new song right now, but he Lonely will have Eyes, a new song bro. when he does. You, you should forget check about it out. that? Lonely Eyes. That came out like years ago. That doesn't count. I mean, like Lonely in the Eyes last like, few weeks. Lonely Eyes came out January 1st. Oh. Check out Lonely Eyes by Coker. It's anyways, Sweet Tuesday. Anyways. Anyways. Bye. Bye.
logging off. Extra reverb. 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 Whoa. 